1: it's Lenny Murphy with another edition of the Green Book Podcast. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to spend it with us because you're the reason why we're here. So, as always, every guest is special. The Green Book Podcast, you've probably heard me say this many times now, but, you know, some are a little closer to home and for me personally, and today is one of those uh, those times. So, we are joined by Frederic from Taluna and Rob from Gut Check. Hello, guys. How are you? Hey, Lenny. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. So for those who don't know you, although, gosh, I don't know who that would be, why don't we do a quick intro? Rob, why don't we start with you? And then, Frederic, you can take it from there.
2: Great. Thanks, Lenny. I'm glad to be here and glad to be a part of the Green Book podcast. So I have most recently been leading the Gut Check organization for the past two and a half years. Some people might know me from my past work at Kantar, Nielsen, TNS, and IRI. So I've done a variety of things, leading organizations tied to insights, big data, and advanced analytics. With about six years leading the bases North America organization at Nielsen, and prior to that, I was a CPG sales and marketing leader.
1: So a bunch of small companies nobody's ever heard of, Rob, until we got to Gutcheck. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Welcome,
3: Frederic. Hi, nice to meet you and see you again. I'm the founder and chief executive of Tuluna, and I founded that company a long time ago. And that's what I do.
1: <laughs> and that's all that you do. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Frederic is being a little too humble.
1: Uh, I'll share this little anecdote for both companies. We've got Check and toluna Frederic, you may recall that you did a presentation at Esmar in Atlanta back in, gosh, 2008, 2009, something along those lines, with this incredible animated video on what the future of insight data could do to drive personalized recommendations. And boy, it just got my little brain going. But I always think back and thinking, holy crap, that was really, really cool. Yeah, that's the future of insights. And since then, I know that you've been building towards that vision as well. So it was incredibly exciting for little old me back in the time, and I think for other people as well. And then Rob, when Gutcheck first launched, I was working with the founder, Matt Warner, for a little while. One of the original agile slash automation platforms and have evolved pretty significantly into the synthesis, at least in my opinion, of tech led, but service driven. And I think that you were one of the first companies doing that as well and very exciting.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And then you guys, you met and you went out on a couple of dates and you got married <laughs> and announced that acquisition earlier in 2022. So let's go there, right? Let's just dive right in because it was one of those deals where I was taken by surprise because I didn't know anything about it. And I like to think that I have my ear to the ground, but you guys played that really close to your vest. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, God, that makes so much sense you know, based on, you know, Taluna being a, you know, emerging platform around sample and data collection and driving automation around that. And then of course, with your legacy and DNA around automation, Rob, but leveraging more service capabilities as well, and, and kind of a qualitative focus as well as quant, it just seemed like a perfect Reese's cup scenario, right? The combination of the peanut butter and the chocolate. So, Frederick, why don't you tell us a little bit about your perspective on what led to the deal with GutCheck? And then we'll let Rob chime in, and then we'll we'll talk more about the future instead of the past.
3: Thanks for the question, Lenny. First of all, I think we looked at the market, and we looked at what we needed to achieve in that market. And you know, obviously, geographically, the U.S. is a very important market for us, where we felt that we had the opportunity to accelerate and We needed, in order to accelerate, we we needed to really look at client needs, putting the client at the center of gravity of what we do. And actually, I didn't have to go very far to define what was needed, because what we've done with GutCheck a couple of um, weeks ago, we actually had done in Europe, you know, years before when we acquired Aris Interactive Europe at the time, And, you know, we did it a bit at the time for different reasons, but the outcome of, you know, combining a platform with first-party proprietary data, moving from panel to audiences, and combining that with research expertise and research experts, I think has proven to be a formula that has been extremely successful for us in the last few years. And so when I looked at that and I looked at what we needed, well, a few years later, you know I basically not discovered, but I identified that this constant opposition in the marketplace, between on one side DIY and on the other side, you know, what people call full-service research actually forgets one of the most important stakeholders in the research process, which is the client. There's no client that I know, and we know many clients at Tulu now, that wakes up in the morning and say, I'm a DIY client. And another client somewhere else says, oh no, I'm not a DIY client, I'm a service client. Clients don't define themselves like that. That dichotomy is almost something that is normal in a burgeoning market you know where there must be almost a caricature of who you are in order to really imprint you know the brain and the you know of investor and clients and all that but the reality is that we have enormous amount of live research our clients at Tuluna, who are basically flexing between diy and service at scale and so when we looked at what we needed in the us we have obviously one of the best technology platform when it comes from agile research that we've built we have that first party data with our panel but we wanted to make sure that we can you know ingrain ourselves with that research expertise in the us and when i scan the us market and i looked at compatible organization we really got check stand out for the quality of their solution their agility Okay, in a very competitive market, and I you know I would pay tribute to Rob for the the job that he's done with his team. and also the client centricity, their mindset of a client centric organization, not trying to sell to the client so much of what you you would do in a in a normal commercial organization, but trying to really be the best partner for clients. And so when you combine the best of research, with the best of platform and the best of panel, you've got the combination of Tuluna and Gutcheck in the US market. Sorry, I took a bit of a time to explain that, but it's really the, the thinking of going beyond this opposition because the true digitalization of research is what I call being a platform curated for research. And so that's really what made us do this combination and acquisition in the US market.
1: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And you forgot in your list of also the service component when you're talking about... Yeah, you know, with, that's with what Lecek. I, I
3: call the, the, the research expertise, the service component, basically.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I love how you frame that. And re, hold up, Seth, Rob, I'll get to you because actually, I know your story kind of <laughs> reinforces this, that there is no pure play SaaS company in this industry ever that has succeeded as a pure play SaaS company. So they've all tried, many have tried, nobody has been able to really reach scale without a strong service capability because to your point, client needs shift in a very dynamic way. So for a variety of reasons, I always think of this continuum of kind of do it yourself, do it with you, do it for you. And at any given time, right? any client may choose one option or the other based on the needs of the business. And I think it is the investment community that helped drive that thinking that there had to be two points on a on a spectrum when the reality was that the business need was somewhere in the middle, shift back and forth. And Rob, I know you went through that story. Yes, please.
2: And what I love about what Taluna is doing and the way Frederick frames it is he talks about this opposition. And it is an opposition. And you know, what, going back to Matt Warda and the founding of GutCheck, one of our mottos for a long time has been we make clients heroes. And I appreciate that Frederic emphasized the client centricity, because when you do put yourself as a supplier in the shoes and try to be empathetic of what a client's doing, a client's got a responsibility to deliver insights, to help decision makers make decisions. And there are multiple dimensions by which they can do that. And that's the way they need to think. And there are absolutely insight professionals who are fabulous at using the technology and understand research design and can do a whole bunch of work completely independently with the right automation, who also at times want objectivity or want service or want support because it's a risky decision that they're supporting. And then there are others who just are, from whether it's capacity or desire, say, I need to be serviced. And, And when you really kind of think of the grid of the insight professional and the use cases that they're trying to solve for, this idea of a platform that's curated for research that says you need to be able to be serviced and supported in a multi-pronged way. And you shouldn't have to kind of uh, play whack-a-mole and go for, I'm going to use this for that and this for that. And so when we went through this journey and we found what Taluna was doing, we were thrilled about how the two could come together. Because Taluna has incredible global scale. They have this one of the world's largest audiences to work with. They have a great global operations team, but the Taluna Start platform is an automation platform that enables clients to do exactly what Frederic described. Then you couple it with the experience of Harris and how well that's worked for clients in Europe, and we really are excited to be able to replicate that, bringing Gutcheck and Taluna to US together.
1: And yeah, Rob, one things always impressed me about Gutcheck. Especially in the last few years. Well, one, obviously not, not agility wasn't just what you offered as something you practiced. You know, I, I saw the evolution of the company in multiple ways, but when you came in as CEO, there was definitely a strong underpinning of analytics that was emerging within the company of utilizing lots of different data sources to try and understand consumers in a more, more holistic way. But the depth of insights that you were providing and especially during the pandemic, it jumped out that you guys were delivering some just kick-ass stuff on understanding people at depth, not just based on data. So how has that kind of broader view of thinking about how data can form a very in-depth perspective for consumers, how do you think that's going to play going forward now that you have access to so many more data assets with Taluna?
2: Yeah, we're so excited. We were building something that was really exciting with some of the world's best clients, with some of the biggest brands and companies in the world. And the way we viewed agile, which I think agile is a term that's uh, used in a variety of ways, I, at times misused as quick and dirty. The way we view agile is about adaptability. It is about kind of getting to the heart of what matters, when it matters and how it matters most. Being empathetic to what a client's trying to answer their timelines, their budgets and so forth. So we tried to build in flexibility, but at the same time, recognize that so many things have been commoditized that we needed flexibility that did get to depth of human understanding. And so we've really worked hard over the past two years to dive deep into the drivers of emotion, the drivers of personality and needs and context. And when you look at all of those elements, you can take kind of foundational insight solutions but level them up in a way that is bringing a greater depth of understanding. But agile was always at the roots in that no one has time for a hundred question survey. The recognition that you can actually get to the heart of what matters, deliver deep meaning, but do in a way that only asks the respondent the right questions with a, a real sensitivity to what the respondent needs. So we have applied AI, we've applied other data sources to be able to complement what we get from quantitative and qualitative engagement with respondents. And now with the tool in a start platform and a much, much richer audience and a depth of first party data, we'll just be able to do much more of it.
1: Which Frederick goes back to that vision that you you laid out at the SMAR Congress that impressed me so much, you know, leveraging the information that we have already and then utilizing the research process to fill in the gaps of information we don't have and utilizing that to help drive greater value for the clients. So is that... Let's think about the future now, this kind of foundational view in place. What's next? How are you going to continue on that path of moving away from being an ad hoc, you know, just asking questions type of paradigm within research into something that is far more predictive and proactive? from a a data standpoint?
3: I think it's it's, it's a great question. I think that we need to first build the building block of how we're going to facilitate the generation of insight for clients. And I, I just want to come back. When I say that the opposition between DIY and service, you know, is outdated or should be outdated. You know, some people would believe that I say that oh, Tuluna is becoming a full-service research company now, and that's basically what what they're doing. No, I believe that the experience of clients uh, using platform is subscale. Because, and I go exactly to what you're saying, platform gives you the ability to build a survey, or maybe you have that survey automation. Platform today would give you the ability to procure sample and you can do that with Tuluna Star. Platform might give you the ability to automate some methodology, which we're doing. But when you're in that research process, you first don't have what you have every day as a consumer. You don't have any support. So the, the first thing that you need when you're anywhere on the, your mobile or uh, on the web is you want support. When you're going to buy something, procure something, you have multi-layer support and the multi layer support that we're building one is you know in platform experience which we've already launched where when you are in, your, in our platform you're never alone in the platform you you have always some tips and tutorial and and stuff and they're live while you're in the platform the second part is you know you have a second layer which can be ai and recommendation so we have worked very hard with our machine learning team to you know, test what recommendation would be for people who are you know, building survey and methodology and things like that. And the third one is you know, live, live people helping you during that process. So I think it's moving away from I'm sending you that platform, take a subscription, and it's basically a collection of feature and methodology. And here you go, do it yourself. And the way you do it yourself is you don't have the support or when you have the support, it's outside the platform, which basically completely break the experience of the customer. I mean, if it was any e-commerce website, we won't call it a good website. We won't call it a good e-commerce platform. We call it a crap e-commerce platform, basically. I'm not talking about you know the wider competition here. I'm just saying this is what I think aspirationally we need. Now there is one company that has the platform, the audiences that we can segment within the platform and that as the intelligence of researcher and service team across the globe to be able to populate and create the platform. I'm not going to go into detail of how do we do that. I mean, that's there's many examples. But I think the first step for the future of Insight is creating that environment. We facilitate the conduct of complex research very easily by breaking the differentiator between You know, DIY and service. So that's the the, the first point. The second point is that we have first-party data. And five years ago, if I was here, Lenny, and I would tell you that first-party data is critical and it's very important to have your own respondent access because most people would laugh. They would say, why do you need first-party data? Okay, survey are gone, and you know there is no need in having surveys, and there is no need in you can use marketplace or river traffic, which by the way we invented at Tuluna, with you know the people from the US. But right now everyone understands the need for first-party data, not just for the wrong reason would be to say for regulatory reason. That's not the right reason. The right reason is because you can capture any type of behavioral data. The power of asking a question, the right question to someone has not decreased. It's it's one of the less devalued currency in the world. And there's many devalued currency in the world. So that value is absolutely pristine. And when you can engage with these people, you're gonna get the ability to do one thing that you can't get if it's not your first party data, you can't do longitudinal access to data. You can't easily combine data set with other, you know, longitudinal data set. Be it purchase, you know, p- purchase data, be it uh, e-commerce data, be it behavioral data, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think that we have to think of ourselves as a facilitator to conduct that research. And then the last point, where it makes absolutely sense to combine a company like GutCheck and a company like Tuluna, is that all that I've said is not sufficient because what you need, you need the ability to bring solution to client. Solution doesn't mean bringing services and now you know, evolving into having a technology stack and delivering a lot of services to the client that you're going to charge to the client. It's designing solution that you can automate as much as you can so that the client can easily, you know, with this infrastructure that you build, being able to customize, but customizing not the code, customizing the usage of the different building block, which is very different than a survey engine and very different than an automation of methodologies. It's really the flexibility, the agility of bringing those elements together. I'm sorry if maybe it's a bit concept, but that's- Let me build upon it if I can. So I actually
2: wrote an article in the Green Book, I believe it was two or two and a half years ago, where I made the comment that people aren't templated and insights can't be templated either. And I'm evolving and adapting because the technology and the capability is evolving and adapting. We have a whole bunch of great research people within the Gut Check organization, servicing insights professionals on major brands, but we still do an awful lot of ad hoc work in a very bespoke way to solve issues. And what we're able to do as we look to the future is take those same research experts, but actually build this curation for a client. So if you're a major client, you don't have to necessarily accept just a broad template that's a standard meant for everyone. You can actually take the research expertise instead of doing one by one projects, curate and build automation and templates into the platform that are suited to your brands, to your audiences, and to your specific needs. So I think the ability to template in a very curated way that fits your needs and does use technology, machine learning, and people expertise to help you solve problems in a much more agile way is what's right in front of us
1: couldn't agree more. I mean currently we're working on the Gen 2 side of the business with a few big brands. They've decided that the standard approach to brand tracking doesn't meet their needs anymore. And no it doesn't. And so that's a business issue, that's a problem. You know there's a they want to understand the perception of their brand. They also recognize that there's lots of different data sources and lots of different resources available and that it's a much more complex issue than simply buying some syndicated product. Right? that's a piece of the puzzle, but it doesn't really address, it's not the solution to the business issue that they're trying to solve. It's only a piece of the puzzle that does that. And I think increasingly across the board, if you look looking at research, the theme that I'm picking up is that they want a holistic view, right? What is the relationship between brand tracking and ad testing? What is the relationship between those two things and CX? And how, instead of using 10 different vendors, because that's a pain point too, you know, how do we leverage technology to do that at scale more efficiently and cheaper, you No, know, obviously, because technology should be able to do that, but while unlocking more value across the board? And what does that connective tissue look like? And, and yeah, Frederick, I think to your point, it really does come down to having that first party relationship with the consumer. I Increasingly, you, know, you and I have talked about this uh, privately uh, over the years. Yeah, I think the role of a company like Taluna, any company that has... First party relationship with consumers, right? Any platform like that is the function as facilitator really is an agent that connects the supply and the demand, right? The supply is the individual consumer data in all of its permutations. The demand is buyers who want access to that information so they can deliver better products. You know, and then we get this virtuous cycle. And it's thrilling to see a company like you guys collectively now coming together and moving in that direction. Many people have been trying over the years. I haven't seen anybody knock it out of the park by any stretch of the imagination. My outside view would be that you probably are further along in being able to pull that off than some other folks in the industry who seem to still be kind of stuck in the journey at different places. So whatever that's worth,
3: (laughs) it's a compliment.
2: We appreciate that.
3: Thanks very much. But there's a lot of work ahead of us. So we have to do this very humbly and not be conceited. In our view of the market. So, but yes.
2: And Frédéric, that's part of the why I believe we're going to do it because I think both of our organizations are, and at the end of the day, this industry is a people industry, despite all the technology we've been building. It's people building the technology. It's people understanding those business problems and, and creating the research solutions. And I think we have two cultures and two teams that are, are, are so similar in that they aren't conceited. We have a bit of humility in both of our organizations and that ability to to step away from our own agenda and really, truly be empathetic and put ourselves in the shoes of our clients is what's going to enable us to pull this off. All right, so we can go on from
1: that around culture, because you don't hear many leaders in the industry talking about humility. So thank you. I, it's one of those traits. I think I'm the most humble guy around, but <laughs> uh, it, it really is a vital component to, I believe, to culture and, and also just success as humans. Frederick, I know we only have you for a few minutes, so I want to be conscious of that. Is there anything else that you would like to share about your view of the future? for Toluna or for the industry as a whole?
3: No, I think it's been a few uh, challenging years for the world and for the industry. And I think, you know, talking about the industry, I think that what it has shown, it has shown quite a high level of, you know, innovation and resilience and adaptability to the market and the macro context overall. And I think that's, you know, you look at this industry and, you know, the fact that, People are uh, brands are coming to us in order to basically almost daily, you know. I mean, that's you know, adapting their strategy, understanding the market, and how you know, even with what we call, I don't know if we call that in the US, with the GAFA, and they're also using first party data in order to understand consumers. So you would say, well, why on earth GAFA would use first party data in order to understand the world? Because the world is complex, that's a complex. World in which we are, and I think that the market research industry, and I use the word market research industry because you don't have to window dress it. It's a great industry. The market research industry has proven to be extremely relevant, you know, during those past few years, moving from COVID onto um, you know Ukraine and inflation and recession and all that. And I think this is really a great industry to innovate. And I think that a few years ago, I would have said that. When you're in this industry, you just have to look at what's happening in other industry to innovate. And that's the beauty about the market research industry. And right now, I would say that other industries should look at what we're doing as well, because I think that we're doing, you know, collectively great things. You know, for instance, combining, you know, the intelligence of the researcher with the, you know, intelligence of the engineer all together. So I'm quite bullish on that industry, actually. And right there with you. And I would argue, even though capital markets
1: have slowed down, I mean, even today, we're, we're recording this right at the end of the year, right? A very large deal for another pioneer in the industry around automation. And the past few years, the tons of money flowing in from private equity groups, combining companies, creating at least the framework for new rollups, all based on data and service to some level. So Tama Bravo comes to mind, right? I mean, they've been buying companies left and right. So, and those guys don't make those decisions when they think that it's an industry in decline. So, you know, they see the opportunity. So let's do final thoughts of anything else, Rob.
2: So I'm equally bullish as we go into 23 that there have been a number of years where Insights wasn't sure they had a full seat at the table. And I think the past few years have elevated the importance of, people-centric understanding of the journey and the connection between brands and people and services in a way that insights is become quite a critical point for most big companies to drive their business and to drive growth. And when you look at all of the issues we've had to be resilient about, as we look at what's going on with the economy, there's no question that history tells us that those who continue to invest in growth and growing brands, those who continue to invest in innovation are the ones who continue to satisfy consumers' needs and insights being at the center of that. Despite all the challenges we face, make me really bullish about the future and what we can do together, clients
3: and suppliers. And La, let's forget to be humble for one moment. And we're very bullish about Tuluna and Gutcheck. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Absolutely. Uh, that's a we're allowed bragging rights every now and then, and it really was. Again, for you and the listeners, I, I almost was embarrassed when I saw the announcement of like, why the hell did I not think of that? What a great combination of companies! You know, as soon as I saw it, it just made great sense. So, hats off. I, I, I think it. I'm bullish on you and the industry as well. So, anything else, gentlemen, that you want to give a shout out to? Actually, one last question. Where can people find you? Frederic, where can folks find you if they want to engage with you directly?
3: Oh, they can find me. uh, It's a good question. They can find me on LinkedIn. They can send me a message on LinkedIn. I, I try to always answer the message on LinkedIn.
1: Okay, so I shouldn't give out your cell phone number
2: while we're talking?
3: I'm not sure sure that's the best of ideas.
2: (laughs) I've learned Frederic can find me on about four or five different communication vehicles. But for anyone who'd like to reach out to me, Rob Wangle, Rob.wangle at gutcheckit.com or LinkedIn. Works great. Great.
1: Gentlemen, thank you for our listeners. We're recording this right before the holidays. Yes, uh, It was great talking to you. Happy holidays to you. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. And a big shout out to our team for pulling this off, to uh, Karen and Natalie on the Green Book team, James, our sound engineer, who makes me sound better than I probably normally would, to our sponsors, most of all to you, our listeners, because without you, we wouldn't be here. Thanks a lot. Everybody be well. Catch up with soon.